werknemers, waarvan 8.500 in de regio Eindhoven. Eind volgend jaar moet de verhuizing naar Polen klaar zijn. De inspectie van sociale zaken en werkgelegenheid heeft de productiehal van vleesverwerkend bedrijf Jos Slippens in het Noord-Hollandse op meer stilgelegd. Volgens de voormalige arbeidsinspectie blijkt dat er vier keer eerder medewerkers onwel zijn geraakt. Daarom moet Slippens onderzoeken wat de oorzaak daarvan is. Tot die tijd mag er niet worden gewerkt. Gisteren werden tien medewerkers onwel. Eén van hen moest naar het ziekenhuis worden gebracht, maar is inmiddels weer thuis. En in een open brief hebben meer dan 250 wethouders van VVD, CDA, D66 en ChristenUnie het kabinet om meer geld gevraagd voor de jeugdzorg. Schrijven dat de rek er nu uit is en voor de ondersteuning van kwetsbare kinderen en jongeren de grens is bereikt. Vier jaar geleden kregen de gemeenten van het Rijk de jeugdzorg erbij, maar er werd ook tegelijk 450 miljoen euro op het budget bezuinigd. Vorige week zegt het kabinet al honderden miljoenen euro's toe, maar de wethouders willen dus meer. Het weer zonnig, hier en daar wat stapelwolken en temperaturen tot 18 graden in het zuiden. Er staat een matige oost- tot noordoostenwind. Langs de kust kan er een wind van zee opsteken. Morgen is het wisselvallig, de temperatuur ligt dan tussen de 12 en 17 graden. Tot zover het radionieuws. U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. Student Radio Maastricht. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Look around at all the people 
and that was Our Time by Instantivo. Uh, Instantivo is a jazz fusion R&B trio uh, formed by three friends in Maastricht, which leads me into today's theme, music of the Maastricht scene. Uh, today we wanted to highlight music from Maastricht because we feel as a small city, it contains a lot of vibrancy, a lot of nuance and a lot of fun things. There's a wealth of beautiful art and lovely music that we, we, can, uh, we can highlight and that deserves to be highlighted, I think. Um, so here it is today. Every song that is going to be played and highlighted in today, uh, is from a band that either has originated in Maastricht or has collected here for some reason or another. Um, yeah, and as representatives of that scene today, we have Michelle in studio, uh, two-thirds of Solomon, um, as well as myself, Sachit, Zaki, and Shaban, all the way in the corner. We're all here to have some fun and listen to some nice sounds. So next up is Weight of the World by Solomon. Um, once again, a band based in Maastricht. They uh, play at Café de Pieter um, and uh, fun stuff. So Weight of the World, Solomon.
Hey everybody, this is Sachit. Um, that was Chords by Mitchell from their upcoming album, Afar. I took the liberty of inviting the dark forces behind Mitchell to infest the RTV studio today so that we could have a little chat. And I'm really happy to say that they have accepted the offer. Welcome to the studio, Mitchell. What and who are you and what do you play? Thanks, Sachit. Um, well, we are a, a duo from Australia. Uh, and we're currently studying uh, our masters here in Maastricht at the Conservatorium at the Jazz Department. Uh, my name is Andrew. Um, and I'm Helen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we started this project uh, when we moved here just under a year ago. Um, we've kind of collaborated across a lot of things uh, back uh, in Australia in our home uh, town of Brisbane. And uh, this was finally a chance we took to kind of really focus on a new direction, um, a really exposed uh, and kind of chamber chamber music direction um, where we're trying to really challenge uh, the roles of our instruments um, as well as kind of tell stories in an interesting way uh, using interesting sounds and textures. Yeah, I remember that I first heard you guys back in November at the Jazz Night, is that right? Yeah, that was at Le Bon Bon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was really cute and I remember that I'd gone to the room for Instantivo and I stayed back because I liked the room so much and uh, and I heard you guys and I was like, wow, that is something, you know, it's like a saxophone and a double bass <laughs> and the double bass player is singing and they have all these really interesting sounds. So I think my first question for you is how did you come, how did you come up with this sound, you know, it's not really, it's not a combination you think of. I think um, a huge part of our sound, as Andrew was saying already, is um, having the time and space here to, you know, really practice together and to find new directions. So we're both from really um, jazzy backgrounds through our studies in Brisbane, and we've done lots of jazz gigs, which we still love doing. But um, it's at a point where we both actually really love folk music a lot as well. And we wanted to kind of tell stories through what we're doing and to figure out sounds and you know, blends between these two instruments, also using yeah. voice um, to kind of emulate like a chamber sound, you know, yeah. very, very much in, in tune with each other, like moving together, um, creating as dense a texture or sound as we can with just two people um, has been probably the biggest challenge, but also the most rewarding part of it so far, I would say. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. hear that in your sound. And I think you guys, you, you guys really, really do achieve that. Because I, what I hear when I think of Mitchell, I think of this intense sound where you can't always pick out the, the one instrument from the other. And I think that's really nice. Thank you. And I think one part of your sound is what we would call extended techniques. Yeah. So, mm. uh, and I think that kind of plays an integral role in what, in how you create the sound. Mm. So could you tell us a bit more about what, first of all, extended techniques are and yep. how you use them? Yeah, um, I guess extended techniques, uh, I guess, apply to any instrument um, and all have different histories. I guess if you think about, um, I guess, personally from a saxophone perspective, uh, techniques that kind of seem commonplace now once upon a time were extended techniques. So it's also it's just about uh, developing a new language uh, on an instrument and basically using it to make sounds that it wasn't uh, created to make. Yeah. Um, so if I think about the saxophone, um, a saxophone is kind of keyed from uh, a low, in, in, sorry, in the key of the saxophone, keyed, uh, keyed from a low B flat to a, to a high F. So it's kind of like a two and a half octave range. Yeah. Um, and I guess an extended technique a long time ago, maybe in the last 50 years, would have been the altissimo range of the instrument. So 
Uh, and that's kind of a common thing now. Every, everyone wants to improve their altissimo range. It's not really considered an extended technique anymore. Um, but composers and saxophonists uh, and a lot of uh, improvisers, really, free, improvis free improvisers have been experimenting with different ways to use the instrument to make different textures. Um, and that's probably probably the main, main thing, really being able to um, create textures that weren't intended to be created using instruments. So... Uh, personally, I'm really into um, what we call multiphonics. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that, and that's one of my favorite. I mean, if you want to call it an extended technique, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite sounds on the saxophone. Yeah. It's all I hear in practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it's funny because it's um, it has to do with the physics of the instrument um, yeah. and basically creating two sound waves at the same time, or at least two sound waves at the same time. Um, so you can have some really, really dissonant, um, chordal sounds yeah. which kind of sound really aggressive but there's yeah. also some really really pretty soft multiphonics you can do oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I find really can add to um, the vibe of a piece actually can add uh, a harmonic function to the piece so it's yes. not so much a sound effect or a texture it can actually be used as a functional uh, harmonic instrument in that way right. um, and then other things I like to use uh, some kind of uh, extended articulation so like slap tonguing so really percussive sounds that the instrument can make. Um, it's basically using your tongue to create suction um, on the reed to basically make a slapping, really percussive, uh, uh, like almost drum kind of hit sound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's kind of this whole thing in, in new music and contemporary, contemporary classical music, lots of composers are doing really, really interesting things, writing for these techniques and yeah. using them in very interesting ways. And it's the same with the double bass. Yeah. yeah, I would say I use a few less extended techniques than Andrew just because I'm singing at the same time. So I'm yeah, trying that to- that itself is pretty, pretty creative. It's quite, I think it must be really hard to do. Yeah, I've, it's actually the first project where I am singing. So it's, oh. it's kind of been a really huge challenge in that way where I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, play in tune with myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in terms of me, it's very much to do with the bowing that I'm doing, you know, creating different ponticello textures with the bow where you're bowing closer to, to the bridge and like getting, you know, different overtones that can complement what the saxophone is doing and also complement the voice. So yeah. yeah, with me, it's more of a multitasking process <laughs> yeah, than, yeah. than, you know, specific. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to watch you play live saxophone. because I remember your first track, you know, you, you didn't sing and then this yeah. uh, suddenly when you start singing and I was like, oh, there's a second mic for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, that's right. I've got to sing now as well. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yeah. So we've spoken a lot about your songs, uh, sound. So perhaps we can play a track and talk a bit more about that in particular. Yeah. Mm. So next Next up, we have Broken Things by Mitchell.
That was Broken Things by Mitchell, a very cool collection of sounds. Um, what can you guys tell us about Broken Things? Um, okay, so this one, this one kind of started um, with the saxophone motif that you heard, and yeah. we really built it from there. And the the title comes from a time here in Maastricht when Andrew and I had moved, and everything just seemed to be kind of going wrong. Like our car broke down, um, you know, just things in our apartment were breaking and oh. everything. So it was like, oh, okay, we've really got to channel this frustration into our music, which is why it sounds really angry. I think this is our angriest track. And it's funny because actually performing this track live actually gives us RSI. It's just like repetitive strains. The broken things is that are actually yeah. us in the end. Yeah, yeah, we just, after this, our bodies just crumble and we're sweaty messes really but it's worth it i think yeah, <laughs> yeah and i have to say yeah. that's a very mature response of frustration guys thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it turned out okay it was kind of a good way to let it out yeah <laughs> it, yeah it takes so much physical exertion that by the end you just can't be bothered being frustrated yeah. anyway you know i like the result <laughs> <laughs> thank okay you. so anastasia has an extremely important question for you guys uh -oh. i do have a question and i do think it's very important um so you guys are not from the netherlands that's no. correct so i'm assuming that the culture has been different yeah, you can say yes. that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think one of the most groundbreaking things, or at least jarring things that I notice, is that people eat things with french fries weirdly. Um, mm. And I want to know what you think of weird toppings for french fries. Mm -hmm. What are your preferred oh, dips, yeah. sauces of sorts? I, I'll kick this off just briefly and I'll let Andrew take over because, you know, I don't want to talk too much. But Strong opinions. My, my, my <laughs> only experience of french fries here was actually in Belgium. Um, and I had mayonnaise on them and I just felt incredibly ill for about two hours after it and I haven't eaten them since. So that's my very boring story <laughs> as I don't actually like French fries, but Andrew can maybe have a different one. I like French fries. <laughs> I also wanted to, to vomit after eating those French fries with mayonnaise. I don't know if it was the mayonnaise in particular or just the fact that there was so many chips and so much mayonnaise. So many chips. And we um, were really hungry. So I would never so think to do mayonnaise. that. I actually don't mind the mayonnaise thing. But there's different types, right? Like I haven't You're tried... You're intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hasn't, hasn't stopped me before. Um, there's different types, right? There's like a curry mayonnaise, which is yeah. kind of nice. I don't yeah. mind that one. Yeah. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I should, yeah, again, I haven't, I haven't got... French fry, uh, fries or whatever in, in the Netherlands. It I hasn't think, been a thing that I've gotten yet. I think it's been long enough since the Belgium experience that we could maybe try it in Maastricht. Yeah. I with think an we'll, open mind. With an open mind, open as, to experience, uh, less as, mayonnaise. Yeah. As far as Dutch things go, though, we I, my brother-in-law, he actually uh, lived here for a long time and we actually just visited him because uh, he was visiting uh, some old friends of his and we tried this really awesome asparagus soup. Yeah, which apparently is in so season, good. so yeah. that asparagus. that I really like. Yeah. There's so much hype for white asparagus. It yes. blows my mind. People love yeah. it. I I, we I, love I, it. I understand the. Uh, it's amazing. I understand. I understand that part of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's turned my life around truly. Wow. The asparagus. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you're finding special parts about this place. Yeah. Thank you. Good it memories. is a special place. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the question, Anastasia. <clears throat> um, so the two tracks we've played uh, today from uh, are from your upcoming album, Afar. Yes. Um, you know, it's one of the perks of producing a, stu a student radio event that you get to listen to a lot of unreleased material. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been listening to your, to your unreleased tracks a lot. <laughs> oh. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but what can you tell us about this uh, album? It's your first full-length album, and yeah. uh, what what can we expect? Yeah, well, I guess it's our first release of anything. Um, we've kind of done a few little demos and over the year. This project, I that's say. sorry, yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, we've all, we've released got, things on other things. Yes, we've got a, n- a number of other projects mm-hmm. with different releases. But as far as Michelle goes, uh, this is our first uh, official release, and we're very. Um, happy to be releasing it through uh, Made Now Music, which is a, a record label back in our hometown of Brisbane, oh. uh, which our good friend uh, Brady McAllister runs with uh, his uh, with another one of our really good friends, Caleb College, both very, very um, interesting um, and forward-thinking musicians as well. Um, and this album for us was kind of a culmination of the, the feelings and like hardships of, of moving country and... Uh, setting yourself up again in a country where no one knows you and no one knows what you're about um, and all the kind of little things even that having nothing to do with music at all just uh, the all the frustrations and all the um, I guess uh, feeling of uh, opportunity feeling of uh, kind of anything can happen which is the adventure part of it so it's kind of all of those feelings put into one album yeah. um, and also just the idea of missing home as well uh, which is something we feel a bit right now because we're, we're gearing up to to head back to Australia over the holidays which is uh, very exciting which is where we're actually releasing the album back home so oh, nice. doing, yeah. doing a few shows back in Australia before we come back to do uh, a, a little bit of a tour um, around these parts when we in probably in September between September and November Oh, I'll be looking yeah. forward to that. And I think we'll all be looking forward to the album. Thanks a ton for dropping by, guys. It was great Thanks talking to you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate awesome. it. So next up, we have Little Bit Funny by Oost.
And that was a little bit funny by Oust. Actually, it is a little bit funny that two members of Oust are also shared by Solomon. Um, so a fun little thing with that. A uh, little bit funny is Oust's most recent release, um, and they will be at a, a couple of festivals in the Netherlands come uh, come June um, and July and later in September. So keep a lookout. Yeah, it really is funny that uh, two two members from Solomon also play in Oust because we have we in fact have two fifth of Solomon in the studio today, and we'd like to talk to them about you know about who they are and how they are how they're another local band from Maastricht. So thanks for coming coming down, Ido and Kuhn. Uh, we're very glad you could be here. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, that's actually a funny thing. Uh, uh, yeah, so Eric Steak, which is uh, our guitarist, he played the guitar on this track, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got Case, who's our drummer, uh, played the drums on this track. So, uh, so what's your full lineup like? My full our full lineup is me. Uh, I'm the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Ido over here. He's the pianist. Uh, Jolene, uh, Jolene van Geffen, she is the bass player. And then, uh, as I just mentioned, Case is the drummer and Eric the guitarist. Right. Yeah. I've seen you guys play at the at the open mics at the Peter, and that's always a good time. Although I'm not sure that I have uh, that I have very clear memories of the times, but I, I think they were good times. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you guys start playing together? What brought you together? If I if if I remember right, this is like a true blue Maastricht band in the sense that you formed over here. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, in a way, right? Yeah. So I'm uh, from Maastricht originally, and I was playing with Eric and Julien for I think already five years at this bar you're talking about, right? Café de Peter? Yeah. We organized this jam session, and at one point, um, like, my music was, like, I already had, like, 30 songs or, or, or so. Um, I was in another band, but that didn't really work out, and I was looking for for a band to play my original stuff. Um, and then we kind of got together, Case joined uh, at one point. Um, that was, like, the first stage of the band Solomon. We didn't have a name at that time yet. Uh, and then at one point, we were in another bar, the Shamrock. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard the story from Ido. Is it true, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was <laughs> out at uh, Shamrock with my girlfriend, and she wanted some fresh air, so I went outside. And um, there were these three people talking, and I recognized the, the girl who was talking, because funnily enough, she was an intern at my high school when I was still there, and she taught she actually taught me some uh, music lessons. Oh. So I recognized her, and so, you know, hey, what's up? And then um, she, they told me how they were just talking about how they uh, they needed a pianist for the band. And very funnily, you know, I raised my hand and said, hey, I'm a pianist, can I join your band? And then uh, it became in, from a joke to, uh, okay, let's see where this goes. Kuhn invited me to, uh, to come check, uh, check out the band, check out a rehearsal. And uh, yeah, it, the, the rest is history, as they say. I, uh, <laughs> no I joined the band. We started uh, renting out a, a space for our rehearsals. We uh, built uh, the whole thing from the ground up. And now... Uh, what are the odds? I mean, like, look at the stuff you can pick up in Shamrock. That's a, that's a cool place. That's a strange <laughs> place. <laughs> I guess people picked up worse stuff at Chamrock. Uh. Yeah, I think I think I think Solomon is quite a good thing to pick up there. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> so, what would you guys describe his sound like? I think in the very core, it's it's pop rock, um, but with a, a melancholic spherical twist to it. Um, 
but yeah pop rock for sure like uh, i think catchy catchy melodies um not too like not too complex um yeah i think there's there's still a, like a difference i guess between what we currently released and what we do live i think our live show is a little bit heavier uh the the tracks we released so far uh on youtube are are, are more uh, or like an acoustic twist right yeah um are you but, talking about your endless sessions is that what you're what you're referring to ah uh, yeah we, we we like also like so yeah, we did two eternal sessions uh, oh, yeah, charles romans sorry, yeah. uh yeah a great great guy uh records all these local artists um puts them on YouTube and like eternalizes their music, right? Right, yeah. So, um we did two sessions with with him which we recently released and it was absolutely fun to do. Um Yeah, I guess what I want to say is like the music it's like all songs, right? So it has like most of the time it has a song structure. So, uh if you play very big or play very small, it stays like Yeah, a, you keep you keep the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, as I had earlier said one of the perks of having of, of producing a radio show is that you listen to unreleased music uh however I have just been informed that this unreleased track has in fact been released but I would still like to play it for all of us uh this is Endless by Solomon and it was just released yesterday I believe yeah exactly yeah well yeah. that's fresh off the press yeah well, thank you very much
That was Endless by Solomon. And uh, before we continue with the interview, um, talking about music, I'd like uh, Zaki has a really important question for you guys. Zaki? Yeah, so I was wondering, as the newest person to move to Maastricht, what is your favorite bar in Maastricht? Now, you can't just say it in Peter because you have the open mic there every week. <laughs> That's right. What's the best bar? Well, obviously Shamrock. It's the <laughs> birth of our, uh, of our band. Man, give us some more interesting <laughs> answers than that. Be creative. No, no, I really, because it's also, uh, how do you say it, my uh, <laughs> childhood <laughs> bar. Your childhood bar. Your childhood wow. it's, bar. The, it's the bar that's from high school. That's, that's where we always went, because there's always a fun music. It's a fun vibe. It's not a club, and I, my friends and I were not into that at all. It's just a place uh, where you can play some pool, play some foosball, have yeah. a couple beers. It's, I, I like it. I make sure to avoid it when you're playing pool, though. I've, I have bad memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kuhn? Yeah, I, I think I'm with Ido. Uh, I mean, definitely not somewhere on the market square. Uh, <laughs> like one of those five bars <laughs> there, you know. I mean, when I was young, because I, I, I'm, I grew up here, right? Like, I used to go there. Um, but I like the vibe of Shamrock. Uh, I mean, obviously, I also like the the vibe of the LBB, but uh, that's another nice uh, place, yeah. Or the Mandrill, uh, but I'm not sure if you can. Are they bars? You know, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't more, think right? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're interesting um, places to go. Yeah, but definitely also it's like the area. So Quartier, so where the yeah. Peters, uh, uh, that's a nice area to to just go for a drink. It uh, sure is. Yeah. Um, like a week is very nice. Yeah, there's a lot of nice bars here. But anyway, getting back to the music. So, who writes the lyrics in your track? 
does Ido write the chords on the paper like the composer he is? What's the compositional <laughs> process, you know? Because I know that Ido's a composer. I don't know how it goes with him. Uh, it's like, it, it differs a little bit uh, per track. Um, it's funny that this, the last track you just heard, right? Like Endless. Yeah. Uh, that kind of is a track we all wrote together. Yeah. So the the more like the the, the vocal melody uh, the like little piano and guitar sounds right that that's something that uh, started between me and Jolene um, at my house like where oh. I was just like hey Jolene uh, listen up I want to write a song that's like super like neutral or something uh, and then she came up with this little melody that we took it to the studio or like I did something on my loop pedal, like send it to everyone, like see what they thought. Um, and then once in the studio, like everybody just like added their stuff. We figured, like we talked a lot about what we wanted to say yeah. in the lyrics. Ido uh, like put some more like very nice, gentle uh, Three pages melody. of sheet music, yeah? Of course, of course. No, but what I like about this one especially is uh, the first song where it really was from the start a collaboration. They uh, they came with the idea, but it it really changed from the beginning. We uh, what I also like is that, like Kun said, we from the beginning we sat and we spent a longer time uh, discussing what do we want this song to be about. What what's the main feeling that we want to express with it right and we we spent a long time on on every lyric uh, there was something that i i wasn't happy with that someone else wasn't happy with and we really together we came up with this until we we played it once for the first time and it it just it really clicked like everything came together i yeah. think very yeah, nicely and then we had the feeling that it didn't because it's in a way quite a like a, like a simple song right it's like it, it's continuously the same beat it's like this this endless thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, True to its name, and I, that's also what it had to be, uh, because the the feeling, uh, what we try to uh, portray is this this like I don't know. It's like depression, uh, but this this moment or the where you're in and nothing uh, can make you either happy or sad or it's like this neutral feeling uh, it's not that we are like super sad all the time right or, <laughs> no sure uh, but you right. write you might write music about that for sure yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah well, that's yeah. super interesting so when when are we expecting an album are you guys planning something <laughs> <laughs> uh, no um, in a way yes uh, so the the plan now is to go on a holiday together with the whole band for two weeks. Oh wow! Uh, this summer, um, take a few songs uh, which we want to work on, then maybe write a few extra songs uh, to see if we can get some start of what could possibly be an EP at one point. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, but no, there's no no date and time uh, for no, of course a CD not. release uh, or uh, whatever. Yeah, I guess you can't rush these things. Here. You know, you need to wait for the idea first. And yeah, I mean, there's like plenty of songs, right? But our main focus now is on on playing live, uh, creating a crowd for us. Uh, right. There's no point in releasing everything at the same time. You yeah. we want to get the interest and keep the interest for as long as possible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, life experience. See if we can grow there. Uh, 
but yeah we're working closely together with people to perfectionize our our, our like 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 stage like like show right uh, and hopefully yeah, that like that will keep on growing and then at one point i'm pretty sure there will be a World domination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We're looking forward to it. No. Thanks for stop, uh, stopping by, guys. It was really nice talking to you. And we hope to catch you soon live or, you know, on a recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Like, Thanks a ton. So next you. up, we have Stall the Time by Branimir. Stall the Time, please, won't you just get us off of track you just heard was Stall the Time by Branamir. Branamir is a pop rock singer-songwriter based in Maastricht who has recently put out an EP on SoundCloud, and I think he's actually just finished a small European tour. Which brings us now to the cultural agenda. Um, tomorrow at the Musikiterai, there will be the Battle of the Studies. And also, in addition, the Kazakh State String Quartet will be performing not only classical compositions, but also classical music of Central Asia. Really cool. Um, on Thursday, the 23rd, the Mandrill will be hosting a heavy metal slash rock night featuring acts from all over Limburg and Southern Netherlands. And as always, a big, big thank you to Code043 for partnering with us and to RTV for hosting us in this space. And an even bigger thank you for all of you listening in. Remember to tune in next Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. And if you want to get any more information on anyone who was mentioned tonight, um, we will be posting a Facebook post detailing all of the information. And so now to close us out, here is Ursa by Auntie Kithera.
reserveer nu voor onze overheerlijke vaderdagbrunch tussen 11 en 3. Van Alles Schept, Rijksweg 132, Bergen ter Pleit. Kijk voor meer info op vanalleschet.com. Uw langstlevende testament of tweetrapstestament voldoet niet meer. Wist u dat? Bel de erfrechtplanners voor een vrijblijvend gesprek. 0800 1031. Hey Jos, daar ben ik weer. Oh, priestig. Een oerwijk alleen voor een vlaai te halen. Ja, nu is de koffie komen. Jos, ik koos geen keurs maken. Die hebben zoveel soorten vlaai in je bakjes. Hoe best ze gewijst dan in? In Belch, bij Bakkerie Emmerix. Dank dicht de koekoek dat ze zo lang wegbleef. Hey Jos, en dit vlak over de grens op de Mischrikter Steenweg in Vroenhoven. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Wat is Jos? Wat is Oh, Pierre, dit is het lekkerste wat ik ooit gegeten heb. Oh. Ik weet het, Jos. Fly van Bakkerie Emmerix in Voedhoven. Lekker tot de laatste kreumel. Jammy, jammy, jammy. U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. 87.5 op de kabel, 107.5 in de ether. Dit is Ewald van Liemt met het Radio Nieuws. De Iraanse geestelijk leider Ayatollah Khamenei zegt dat Iran er niet op uit is om een oorlog met de VS te beginnen. En volgens Khamenei heeft de VS ook geen belang bij een oorlog. Verder zei Khamenei dat Iran niet opnieuw gaat onderhandelen over een nieuw atoomakkoord. Het land heeft officieel aangekondigd zich niet langer te houden aan de gelimiteerde hoeveelheid verrijkt uranium die het mag produceren volgens het akkoord. In Duitsland zijn invallen gedaan bij in totaal zo'n 20 verschillende banken, belastingadviseurs en vermogensbeheerders. De Duitse aanklagers doen onderzoek naar acht vermogende individuen om bewijs te vinden van inkomsten waar geen belasting over is betaald. Een van de onderzochte banken zou de Deutsche Bank zijn. De invallen hebben te maken met de Panama Papers, vernoemd naar een trustkantoor op Panama dat wereldwijd op grote schaal belastingontduikingen regelde. De staking op 28 mei voor een beter pensioen.